live from our studio in Babson Park, Massachusetts, it's the Fred Obi Show, where we unpack history to positively impact the future. I am Fred Opie, your host. Thanks for joining us live or listening to the podcast. Welcome to Stumping and Eating, the role of food in elections. Talking with longtime journalists who have been following politics in the state, looking at local political operatives, party advisors, political junkies, and all manner of experts on the topic. Joe Hallett served as senior editor of the Columbus Dispatch for nearly four decades, covering Ohio politics and presidential campaigns in the state since 2000. His peers have called him Ohio's best political writer. Some places that you find yourself going to early morning events covering candidates, as far as breakfast, or even coffee or coffee places. Ohio is a home, home place for Bob Evans. You'll find that a lot of the candidates will stop by the Bob Evans uh, home uh, headquarters. Uh, it's in Rio Grande, Ohio, which is south of Columbus. For four decades, Democrat John Raphael has been a restaurant owner, political aide, and city hall lobbyist in Columbus, Ohio. Bacon, uh, hash browns, uh, corned beef, uh, uh, the mush, and the uh, 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 cereals and stuff, too. But what is a mush for you guys? I, that's new for me. Mush is a grain. Uh, it's it's thicker than a cereal, but it's not it, it's not the consistency of a you know like of a of a mashed potato. It's something that, something in between. Most of the places I talked about were Columbus, but it's pretty it, it, it it's pretty similar in you know in the major cities: Columbus, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. Born and raised in Cincinnati, Alex Triantafilo is the chairman of the Hamilton County Republican Party in Cincinnati, Ohio. For decades, he has worked on Republican political campaigns and advised candidates. Is there a distinctive Cincinnati breakfast? We have one thing that goes on the Cincinnati breakfast uh, plate that is uniquely Cincinnati, and it's a thing called Jetta. Have you heard of Jetta? No, no. Talk to me. Wow. Jetta is spelled G-O-E-T-T-A. I think in some other parts of the universe it might be called Scrabble. Jetta is absolutely uniquely Cincinnati. It was a way to make the pork. Cincinnati, by the way, is also known as Porkopolis. Um, it's pork mixed with oats and spices, and it's sort of flattened out and fried, almost like sausage. When uh, when uh, Vice President Cheney comes in, I mean, is this is this? Hey, you you got to do this. Fake it even if you don't like it. Is it that kind of thing, or you do, or it's too exotic for outsiders to try to act like they have connections with it? No, I think it's it's not so exotic, really. I mean, the chili is a little bit more exotic, hot flavors. I think the chili sometimes, because some people eat the Cincinnati chili and just reject it out of hand and say, oh, my God, why are you putting it over spaghetti and putting cheese on it? And then other people will, will love it, take to it immediately. Whereas the Geta is a little bit more mainstream. It's a little bit more sausage in its texture. So, yeah, it's one of those, Geta is one of those things where I would, if you were here for breakfast as an, as an outsider in uh, Cincinnati, I would say, hey, give this a try. And make sure, and make sure to get it well done. It's a really good well done. So. But there is a breakfast place called First Watch. Mm-hmm. It's one of these places that's open only. It opens at breakfast time and it runs until 2 p.m. closes at 2 every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a breakfast place place. And First Watch is closer to my headquarters. Okay. I think there's that's a what role does this have you seen food play in uh, local, state, and, and national elections from from the county that you've been involved in, or counties you've been involved in? Uh, look, Cincinnati is known, as are lots of other places, known uh, by some of their peculiar foods. In Cincinnati, you know, we're sort of known for 
chili. Uh, Cincinnati chili is a unique flavor, different certainly than Texas chili or, um, you know, some of the other uh, uh, sort of chili with beans kind of things, chili con carne, things like that. We have a very kind of unique, almost sauce-like Cincinnati chili. And when political uh, people uh, visit Cincinnati, they are almost inevitably drawn uh, to one of our um, one of our chili outlets. So um, that is uh, something, again, uniquely Cincinnati. And I think that any uh, politician looking to uh, to uh, connect here with the people of Cincinnati will visit uh, one of our chili restaurants, chili parlors, as we typically call them. But the most recent example certainly would be President Obama, who was in Cincinnati a couple of months ago and visited Skyline Chili, which is the biggest chain here in Cincinnati, parenthetically started by a Greek family. Uh, so uh, uh, President Obama made a uh, pop-in visit to the, to the Skyline Chili in downtown Cincinnati. And, of course, that received um, you know, a, a great media attention for him. That's one example. Um, I'll continue and tell you that I was involved in having Vice President Cheney in the 2004 presidential campaign visit a place called Price Hill Chili, which is another chili restaurant in the western part of Hamilton County, which is the more sort of working-class, blue-collar part of of Cincinnati in our county, and it's a, a real landmark, a real famous spot um, over on the western part of Hamilton County. And it, it has now become a regular stop for politicians of both parties. Uh, it is a sort of a very political place. On election day, it will be packed at lunchtime with, again, um, our mayor, who happens to be a Democrat, you know, other county commissioners who happen to be Republicans. It sort of has a nonpartisan, bipartisan kind of feel to it. But again, that, that's just, that's my three-minute diatribe on uh, food and politics here in Cincinnati. I'm, I'm going to key in on two things that um, came up as, as you were as you were sharing. One is that you said when politicians want to connect. So I'm, I'm hearing that that's real important. The food is not just about showing up. It's the connection with that food, that community, and that candidate. I, I think that's right. I'll tell you that if you walk into the Skyline Chili in downtown Cincinnati, um, on, on any given day, you will find, you know, a handful of folks who are uh, executives at the local bank, and they're wearing bibs because they don't want the chili spilling on their nice ties and their white shirts. Next to that will be a table of the construction guys who happen to be, you know, helping build the next downtown uh, structure. Next to them will be, you know, uh, the secretaries from that very same company or that law firm. So it's sort of a, a wide swath of people. The chili at Skyline specifically, which is probably Cincinnati's most famous uh, brand, and by the way, it's the best brand. Um, <laughs> it, it, it draws in folks of all of all shapes and sizes and socioeconomic statuses. So uh, for, for a politician to go in and talk at a place like that makes a lot of sense. Skyline Chili is a, is a franchise operation chain with probably 100 locations or more, probably in the Midwestern, because they've, they've now taken out gone beyond Cincinnati. Price Hill Chili happens to be a one-stop mom-and-pop shop okay. um, in one part of Cincinnati. And again, they make the same, they do the same thing with chili. They put it on spaghetti, put it over hot dogs, you know, make cheese conies and all those kind of things, but they do it at a one-stop shop. So those two places are different in that respect. We have a very competitive pizza market in Cincinnati. We have a, we have a local uh, pizza chain that uh, competes very effectively with the national chains, and it's called La Rosa's. Mm-hmm. And um, La Rosa is another one of these places where politicians will occasionally go. La Rosa uh, was the first place in the 
the country where you dial one number and order a pizza anywhere in the city. Huh. Wow. So in Cincinnati, everybody knows if you dial 347-1111, you'll get a La Rosa's call center. You give them your address, and then your local La Rosa's will, will call you. So, again, it's in the consciousness of Cincinnatians to dial one number for pizza, and that one number is La Rosa's. Again, Joe Hallett. The Montgomery Inn in Cincinnati is famous for ribs, and uh, I was there Bush in 2000. Okay. What is Ohio barbecue like? Uh, it's more, it's sweeter. Alan Johnson is a veteran reporter for the Columbus Dispatch who covers politics. In the Golden Lamb, uh, which is in Lebanon, Ohio, and it's uh, Ohio's oldest inn, and it's been a gathering place for politicians for. Well, a couple hundred years. It's a very um, uh, old spot. Uh, my notes reflect that William Henry Harrison actually spoke there in 1840. So we're going back quite a distance in terms of uh, <laughs> political uh, places to hang out. Again, Joe Hallett. George W. Bush has been there at least once, and his father was there. Uh, it is owned by the family of Senator Rob Portman of Ohio. Beautiful for uh, for TV and, and photos for candidates. Um, you'll find primarily Republicans going to the Golden Lamb. But there's a place in uh, Yellow Springs, home of Antioch College, which is a, a, a bastion of liberalism in, the, in a sea of conservatism, called uh, Young's Jersey Dairy. And it's a place where, you know, it's an ice cream place. And there have been presidential candidates stopped there a number of times. Uh, former Senator Mike DeWine, who is now the Ohio Attorney General, he lives very close to it, and whenever he's squaring uh, a presidential candidate around the state, he makes sure they, they stop in at Young. Again, it's a good photo op for a candidate. Well, I would say that probably the most famous uh, uh, politics and food place in the state is the West Side Market in Cleveland. It's a uh, it's across the the Cuyahoga River from downtown, and um, it's a, it's a sprawling market where you can buy just about anything uh, you want. You can get fresh produce and meats and fresh fish. And um, uh, the, it's got a eastern. It's in an eastern European neighborhood um, on the west side of Cleveland. Uh, so there are lots of you know things like pierogies and that sort of stuff. You can get, you know, uh, prepared foods, um, sandwiches, and gyros, and, and just about any kind of ethnic food you can think of there. You know, so there are there are stalls, uh, food stalls in the sprawling uh, West Side Market, and the candidates, uh, particularly Democrats, because Cleveland is an overwhelmingly Democratic city, um, you will see uh, the West Side Market uh, being used in, in, you know, whether it's a campaign for city council or president, mm-hmm. uh, where the candidates will go through for a meet and greet, just press the flesh, because on a Saturday morning in October, it is the place to be. The, uh, it's a great place for TV, for, for cameras to follow you. In, in Columbus, there are a couple places. One is the North Market, which is right downtown. It's a, it's a mini version of the West Side Market. You won't find as much ethnicity there as you will in, in the West Side Market in Cleveland, but you know, you can get all manner of foods there as well uh, to eat on site or to, you know, to take home to prepare.
there, and uh, so you'll see a lot of politicians there again on a Saturday morning. The show will be right back. For related content on negotiating the world of school and sports, visit our website at fredopi.com. Check out our podcast archive and review the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can purchase a copy of my autobiography slash career advice, Start With Your Gift, on Amazon.com. We are the sum total of the people we spend time with and the books we read. Be a difference maker right now. Purchase two or more paperback copies of Start With Your Gift. Give them away and make a positive impact on someone's life. The book is available in digital form as an ebook and audiobook. Welcome back to this edition of the Fred Opie Show. I'm amazed at the number of politicians that really don't do business in their office. It's at some restaurant. The former Ohio Republican Chairman Bob Bennett, Robert T. Bennett, is the most successful state chairman in Ohio history. And he has a table at Lindy's. He would hold court at Lindy's all the time in Columbus. And then in Toledo, one of the most famous places uh, for candidates to go is Tony Paco's. Uh, you may know it was made famous in MASH by Klinger. He, he actually is from Toledo, grew, grew up on the east side. Tony Paco's is a Hungarian uh, restaurant, Hungarian hot dogs and cabbage rolls, all that sort of good stuff. You will see when you walk in throughout the restaurant, encased in little glass rectangular casings, are hot dog buns signed by famous people. And, and there are a number of presidents. I bet you there's at least a half a dozen. Wow. Probably including almost everybody who's run in the last two decades. Toledo, again, like Cleveland, is a, you know it's a little mini Cleveland. It's very ethnic, and so if you go over in the east east side and have one of Tony Paco's Hungarian hot dogs, you know you uh, you connect with the people, and you'll see both parties candidates go there. You'll see so many of these guys um, go into a restaurant, order something, and and take a bite, whether they take a bite or two, and don't finish it or whether they just wolf it down. It's about identity politics. And you go into a place and don't show that you're actually enjoying the food. People see that stuff. The ability to show that you, I'm, I'm like you, it's, it's important in politics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And food is that connection, I think. You know, particularly in the ethnic areas where you get specialized dishes and so forth. Uh, you know, if you went into Tony Paco's and had their cabbage roll and didn't like it or didn't finish it, that would, that would, <laughs> not, be, that would not go over well with Toledo voters. <laughs> It really is true that uh, politics revolve revolve around food. You know, whether it's campaigning or backroom dealing or whatever, people are always eating and drinking. Tell me about the like those uh, those kind of tweener areas where people are really competing for votes, both Republican and Democrat. Are there particular eateries where they go to do their events in those areas where they're up for grabs? And, where, and what are those areas up for grabs? Uh, Southeast Ohio, which is Appalachia, where there's a dozen or so counties uh, in Ohio that are in, in Appalachia. It, you know, they are famously fickle because uh, because the, the people in those counties are always angry. The reason they're always angry is because they're chronically unemployed. Yeah. And so they're always in a throw-the-bums-out mood. And you will see pattern where presidential races, they'll vote Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. They, they're just, you know, they're just never satisfied that somebody is doing a good job. Bill Clinton won that area twice, you know, kind of the whole 
whole Bubba factor, I think. People thought he was one of them. And then George W. Bush won it twice because they did a really good job at a, uh, telling folks down there that uh, Al Gore or John Kerry was going to take away their gun. John Raphael. In the Appalachian region of the state. Uh, have, you, have you spent any time there and have a sense of the cuisine in that area? Cuisine, as I, as I remember, you know, there's good country fare. You know, steaks and ribs and chops and chicken. They'd rather sit out at a picnic table than at a, uh, a white dining cloth and you roll up the sleeves and, and, and talk business. Statewide, you got Cyrus, which is the Bratwurst Festival. You have Cincinnati and Columbus with huge Oktoberfest. Even Dayton has a huge Oktoberfest. It's just the event and the, the mass of people they're looking for. It's not the food. Some say it's a rubber chicken circuit, bratwurst, so it could be the bratwurst circuit. It's a little more ethnic in Cleveland than it is in Columbus, where there's a Polish festival. We have an Italian festival, an Irish festival. But in Cleveland, they have it all, so it becomes very ethnic then. In part two of Stumping and Eating in Ohio, we take a look at what a candidate needs to know before he or she meets and greets members of a community and breaks bread with them. Again, Joe Hallett. The state has about a 12% African-American population, a heavily Democratic vote. We do have one so-called majority-minority congressional district up in, up in Cleveland, and the 11th represented by a black female. Again, Alex Triant de Filo. Of course, we do have a, a large African-American population in the city of Cincinnati, and um, our, our political candidates who typically are courting the African-American vote are usually doing that in the churches, frankly. I okay. can't identify a restaurant where they're... Now, we just, frankly, and I'm sort of dying to go because I there's a new uh, soul food restaurant that opened in the bank and, and the new development today called Mahogany's African-American ownership, and sort of, and I don't even know, frankly, and I hope I'm not offending, but I think there's is there a traditional African-American food? I, you know, if there is, it's this mahogany. Everyone's talking about it. I, it looks terrific. I haven't uh -huh. been there. But I wonder if that place in the next several months will become sort of a meeting place to, to uh, talk with and, and uh, address African-American community concerns for politicians. I don't know. I think it's, it's frankly, it's probably interesting to, uh, to see how that develops and, and how it may tie into your work because it really is the first really largely identifiable um, you know, sort of African-American-centered cuisine. Again, Alan Johnson. Uh, here in Columbus, we have a very large Somali population, actually, um, one of the largest concentrations in the country. Uh, there hasn't been, uh, there's never much of an effort to court them, although I have been at a couple events that were in the Somali community, um, but there's not a lot of uh, political uh, capital placed in courting those folks. When you get into uh, particularly northern Ohio and particularly northeastern Ohio, um, Cleveland and Youngstown and areas uh, like that, we're talking um, a large number of European immigrants primarily, certainly not exclusively, but a very large melting pot of uh, Hungarians, Italians, uh, Slovenians, Slovaks, uh, you know, all kinds of people from different, uh, largely European um, populations in that part of the state. Joe Hallett. What do you guys do in Ohio for those kind of fundraisers? It's a burgers and broths kind of state, particularly if there's a picnic. That's that German influence in the culture? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very heavy German influence in Ohio, particularly in northeastern Ohio. There's a lot of Friday night fish fries that the candidates will, will go to. 
fried fish and fries and mm-hmm. coleslaw. Yeah, you'll find a lot of those northeast ohio again alex triant de filo what do you guys do around food when it comes to fundraisers for the party well, we had a fundraiser on sunday uh, called uh, burgers and brews like the uh, the german irish kind of catholic uh, community here in cincinnati is crucial so beer ends up being a pretty significant part of it john raphael a large portion of our uh, political business now has transformed into left dinners and more stand-up cocktail parties, move around, meet and greet, uh, stay you know, stay on your feet type of uh, 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 of event that then uh, whoever the guest of honor is can get up at a podium or can get up at a microphone someplace, you know, and and talk to the crowd. Bigger fundraisers now are just uh, uh, are large cocktail parties. When you first got into the business, how were they back then? We did you know we did major Italian dinners, we did ox roasts. You know, we did the uh, we did the clam bakes and we did the, the big sit down dinners. We did you know, we did dinners in the Greek community where it was uh, it was Greek fare. You know, you always have the rubber chicken and <laughs> big potato circuits. Mark Dempsey, a restaurant owner in Columbus, he can best be described as a Democratic Party activist and gadfly of Ohio politics. I have been personally involved with multiple campaigns where. We plan bus trips the weekend before the election on one end of town and just work our way north, stopping at any restaurants, just anywhere. Some scheduled, some not, where they may be a crowd. And it's just a walkthrough, hmm. pressing the flesh. There are places to be seen, mm-hmm. and every city has one. Those kind of places, those are certain places in every community that that's where you go, whether it's a small town or a big town. Again, Alan Johnson. They rely on, I mean, I know a half a dozen people who are the local contact person that is regularly in touch when candidate XYZ wants to come in the area, they contact this person or persons, depending on the party, and they'll say, well, you might want to go to this factory, you might want to go to this business or this restaurant's always a good spot to go. Yeah, there's definitely a, a local a local contact in each case has been pushing that and has some rapport with the, the owners of the business for some time or they wouldn't be going there. Again, Alex Triant Filo. How does it work with with somebody at your position? Because what, what I understand is when it comes to the, the saying to that candidate, this is where you need to go, that decision is being made from bottom up. That's right. That's right. I, you know, it's not made as bottom up maybe as you might think. We certainly offer suggestions um, uh, to, to where they ought to go, and then, you know, we've got to occasionally justify why we think that makes sense, but that's right, I and mean, they, do, they do rely on the local um, on local officials to help guide about what is, you know, what would be a popular and useful stop in the campaign. Democrat John Raphael, in October 2015, Raphael pleaded guilty to federal charges of extortion in which he represented elected officials in the city of Columbus in contract negotiations. We will advise our, you know, our candidates and our elected officials, you know, to not go to one restaurant all the time, but to make the, you know, to make the circuit, if you will, where you know when certain restaurants are going to be busy on certain days. We strategically coordinate that. You know, you're always going to run into the mayor. You know, on Friday at the Hyde Park, or you know, you're going to run into a couple legislature legislators at Lindy's on Thursday at lunchtime. Yeah, so 
So depending on what you want to do and uh, who you want to run into and what you want to talk about from a from a campaign wise and from a business wise, you know, you, you you have a tendency to strategize where you want to go and when you want to go there. That's a wrap for this show. Thanks for listening. To hear more content like it, go to fredopi.com. If you have questions about advertising and sponsoring this show, contact us at fdopie at gmail.com. That's fdopie at gmail.com.